Words are powerful. I read something not long ago that said we are living in the image age. And what they meant by that was it seems as if people want to see pictures of everything. Instagram is the big thing. Uh, You can look at emoji and all those things. In fact, I'm not recommending it. I don't have one. I don't want one. But you can actually buy an emoji Bible if you would so like to waste money. But everything seems to be moving toward images. But words are still so very powerful. If you don't believe me, when you're hurting, and you're hurting deep in your soul, for most of us, we would rather have a conversation with a dear friend than just to see a picture. When a family loses a loved one, they may display pictures at the funeral home around the church building before the service. They may have a slideshow going of some photographs and memories. But they always ask someone to come and share words that honor the person, that remember the one who's departed, to comfort their hearts in a difficult time. And we could go on, but I think we all understand that words are so important and they're powerful. But if there's anything that reminds us of that, It is the simple fact that God chose words to share his message of love and his plan for mankind with us. God didn't leave images. God left words. And I think in just that simple thought, we're reminded that God is telling us that words are powerful. And maybe one of the most famous verses in the book of Proverbs reminds us of that same fact. In Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 11, Solomon said, A word fitly spoken... It's like apples of gold in a setting of silver. One other translation, the Net Bible, translates the verse this way. Like apples of gold in settings of silver is a word skillfully spoken. I want to think about just that verse tonight for for a few moments. I want to think about kind of both parts of it. The Bible says it's a word that's fitly or skillfully spoken. And when when you see that translation, fitly or skillfully, what you're actually reading are two Hebrew words. One means timely or something that's of the circumstance. And, of course, that makes sense with what we see in that verse. But it's the other one of those Hebrew words that when I first came across this, I thought there is no way that can be true, but it is. It's a word that's found 36 times in the Old Testament. And this is the only time of those 36 that it's translated anything like fitting or fitly or skillfully. The other 35 times, this word is translated as wheel or wheels. And you're thinking, what in the world does that have anything to do with a word fitly spoken? What Solomon may have had in mind is simply this. You see, that word for a wheel has the idea of something revolving around, like a wheel turning on its axis. And when Solomon said it's a word that's fitly spoken, what he basically was saying was this. There are words that are rotating around each circumstance that we have in life. And some are fitting of that circumstance, and some are not. And are we choosing those words that are fitting of that circumstance? Well, each one of us has had a time where someone did not choose the fitting word. And it hurt. It may not have been what they meant to do. They didn't mean to hurt us. They didn't mean to hurt our feelings or say something that caused us some difficulty. But but it's difficult for us. But on the flip side of that, each one of us has also had that person in our lives who just knew those words that were rotating around that circumstance and chose the right one. And it may have been the simplest thing that they said, but it was helpful. It encouraged our soul. 
It built us up. And that's where the other part of that verse comes into play. These words that are skillfully chosen. Solomon says they're like apples of gold in a setting of silver. The old King James has, a, has pictures of silver. There are a couple of different things that scholars throw out as possibly what Solomon had in mind. One is that Solomon had in mind a statue of an apple made of gold. And just to make it more beautiful, maybe there was some silver ornamentation on it. But it was just a, a statue. That's, that's possible. What I tend to agree with is the other side of, of, of the view. And that is that even in Solomon's day, actual apples, not a statue, but actual apples were used in meals and as snacks and those things, just, just like they are in our day. And I think what Solomon has in mind is a golden apple, what we might call a yellow apple. But then those apples are presented on or in a silver setting. Now, how does that play out in the description of the words that we speak? A word that is fitly spoken, a word that is chosen for just the right circumstance, is sweet like an apple. But because it befits the circumstance, it's only as if that person is serving up something beautiful for our lives. That's what Solomon has in mind when he writes that beautiful proverb in Proverbs 25, 11, A word fitly spoken, skillfully spoken, is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. But before we close out this short devotion, let me remind all of us, we could say, well, that's a beautiful proverb, but that's in the Old Testament. What does that have to do with us in the New Testament? The New Testament brings that same concept over and makes it more than just a proverb for us because we as Christians are commanded to speak the proper words because when we choose the proper words, we are reflecting the nature of God and it will draw more people to Him than if we are harsh or cruel or just fly off the handle and say whatever comes to mind. And we're reminded of the words of Paul in Colossians chapter 2, excuse me, chapter 4, beginning of verse 5. He said, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. You see, for those of us who are Christians, this is more than just a nice proverb, some kind of nice truism. It's a command that our speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt. But did you notice those words follow on the heels of Paul saying that's part of making the best use of our time? I need to ask myself, and I hope you ask yourself, are are my words with everyone I come in contact with face-to-face, when I'm texting someone, calling someone, when I'm communicating with someone online, are all of my words fitting for the circumstance? Are they sweet like that apple that Solomon wrote about all those years ago? Are they seasoned like salt like Paul wrote about in the New Testament? Could every person that I'm around say that the words I speak bring sweetness into their life and it's as if they're being served on a silver platter? You see, that's the kind of words Christians should be known for all the time. That's going to take out things like gossip. That's going to take out things like taking God's name in vain. That's going to take out cruel language and harsh language. And it's going to bring to mind that thing that we've all been taught since we were knee-high to a grasshopper that we think before we speak. That's what Solomon had in mind. Words are powerful. The words have been attributed to many people, but most scholars believe that Francis of Assisi was the first, ones to say, first one to say something along the lines of preach the gospel 
when necessary, use words. And I love that saying, and you do too, because it's the idea of people see our example. But sometimes I read that quote, and it makes me think, you know, that's also an easy out at times. Because Solomon is, because Assisi was saying, maybe I don't have to talk. I think we also remind ourselves that we need to preach the gospel, and we have to use words. But those words need to be carefully chosen. And when they are, they're befitting of a circumstance, sweet like an apple, and they are served on a silver platter. Tonight, how are your words? Are they reflecting the nature of God who serves words that are sweet to our lives and build up beautiful silver ornamentation, if you will, in our soul? Or maybe tonight you need to work on your words. Maybe tonight your words need to include, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God because you've never confessed Him. Sweeter words have never been spoken. You can never say anything more beautiful. And tonight, if you're willing to turn from sin and make that confession, we'll baptize you into Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Or maybe as a Christian, it's your words or or something else, your your attitude or something along those lines that, that needs to be corrected and brought back in line with the way of God. Whatever your need is tonight, we invite you to come while we stand and sing to encourage you.